Kree believes that this is the same abyss seen on yeah. the surface on the surface map. That abyss is the same abyss above ground map. That's that's why we decided to go up on the complex on the maze and then double back basically to try to get back into the bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're six hundred feet from the surface. You last were able to figure out. We went up about eighteen hundred feet. These are approximations. I don't know what eighteen hundred feet feels like, or how long that takes to navigate and climb the way you guys did. Well, I think considering Toth's in full armor, it probably did take time. So, what are you going to do? What are you guys going to do? We need to try and get ourselves onto the the actual map that we got given in the first place. Trying to work out where we are currently. Where where are we at the moment? We haven't found that that particular section of the map that we got given, have we? No, we we didn't get that. And was there like a mirror at the beginning of this current complex we're in that presumably we could go back to? Yeah, but we've got to climb all the way back down the Infinity Cube. I see. Okay. There was no mirror in the circular room that you arrived with where the motherfucker is. Oh, right. Sorry about that, but that is Mm -hmm. there's no there's no return mirror there. Okay. I think we got. We were over here. Let's just. I mean, these are passages, right? These are like. Places yeah, yeah. They continue. Do the old, you know, hunt and peck. Let's do the old. Hey, we'll go down this way, and then like something happens, and then we go the other way. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I will skulk along. Do some skulking. Glove on. <laughs> you can tell that each one of the passageways leading off goes twenty feet and then opens into uh, a room, much similar to the way you came in. This part of is constructed differently than the rest. All the walls are made up of layers of actual ruins. Oh yeah, they're like runes, like like markings. They're actual physical ruins, making a letter A and making a letter B, making a letter C, and writing okay. a sentence, and then putting another one on top of it, and then That's another one on top of it. It's layered writing made out of iron ruins, and you can only see the top surface clearly and then you have to look sideways until like when you're down by down to the third or fourth layer you can't even see what it says at all we can't read them so no no i would go north that would be my my guess my bet yeah we might as well start going north we can always come back and do the east and try the south and uh randall did you try to read this language through whatever that monocle was from you know all of lumen's possessions are in the bottom of that crypt so anything that i had back then is gone it's too bad i know Mm -hmm. i wanted to go back down there but i think toth was a little frightened because he got hurt there yeah i mean everything's trade-off man you know we get the great new job but it's in the city and you commute for two hours or it's a 30 by 30 room and the ruin in the walls are 10 layers deep that's all you see in that room Okay, so it's just a, a dead end 30 by 30 room. Well, I say let's go over to that east. Lumen's just going to be like, you know, uh, I think that something is to the west, to the east. And then he's just going to sort of like walk into the east area, you know, with his staff, looking like he knows what he's doing. Toss's going to have a wander around the walls, tapping on it with the little pick and the hammer and seeing what happens. Nothing. Passageway east is layers of ruins again and it opens into this room is only 20 feet east to west but it's 50 feet north to south the ruin walls in this room are six layers deep well let's make note 
And what's the marching order? Who's the first one? I walked in like a like a fool, but so okay. count me in. So if everyone's wandered off without me, then I'm clearly at the back. I can have you spread out between the, the north room, the middle room, and then the west room, like you're all strung out. So you might be skulking near the back if Lumen was walking in this direction. I'm probably heartbroken, still poking at the pool. Are you poking in the pool? Are you reaching and grabbing gems, Cree? Are you going to try to grab more gems? You didn't come out with a gem the first time. Yeah, probably when when Lumen wanders into uh, one of the other rooms. Okay, roll a two-sided die. What do you want me to roll? Seriously, this is how we're playing it. Like toss in one room. This is we, we gotta like get together on this one. I just wanted into another, and Cree is digging in the pool. All right, good. Don't so, don't worry. I was I was skulking behind you. I'm in, in get my glove no, no, of ability on. Cree, what'd you roll? Sounds a little like first level to me. I rolled five. A glowing butterfly comes out of the pool. What you thought you were grabbing wriggles in your hand and you release it. So you come up empty without a gem, but a glowing butterfly floats about. Fly away before Lumen kills you. <laughs> and it's just flying around the room. It's yellow and purple. It's rather large. Uh, Lumen, you are attacked by three of them. Three D8s? I only have two. Well, give me the roll. Tell me the individual numbers. Okay. I guess I got a four and a two and a four. It is quadruped close to the ground that looks made out of wood as if it was a, the lumpy roots of a tree. And its branches are really pointy that stick out of it without any leaves. Roll a d6, Lumen. You're surprised on a one or a two. So you're surprised, so it gets an attack. And it gets an eight. Branches are actually like shooty spikes. And pieces of bark come off like darts and go flying and smack off the wall and miss you. This thing is made of wood. And it has four stubby legs and branches coming off that shoot things. Is that right? That is correct. But its legs look jointed, like it, it is moving? Stiffly. Like okay. it, yeah. Does it have a face? No. Is there an exit out of this room? Like a, a door or something? Uh, straight across the other side. Oh, straight across the other side. <clears throat> so on the east wall, the middle, opposite the way you came in, it continues another 20 feet. This thing came at me or it flew missiles at me? Were they missiles or were they... They were... I just explained them. There were wooden splinters and shards and branches off the tree shooting. I mean, Lumen was sort of... Uh, northwest like, corner. It's in the northwest corner. You basically shoved your head around the corner and it shot at you. I think he just like walked in, looked around, and you're a walk-into-the-room kind of guy. I'm not a skulker. So the creature gets a five for initiative. I get a six. I got a six. You got a five. I'm just going to do some evasive maneuvers. I'm just going to jump back down into the hallway, into the gem room. I want my voice. Jay, I've got the glove on. And I was going to take my rope, and I, I want to go towards the creature and try to get a loop around some of the branches that would catch on it. Move into the room, you know, kind of on the far side of the creature, and start working on a lasso and like not even necessarily a risky throw assuming it might not be able to detect me create a, a loop with a slip knot and try to uh -huh. just 
close to it to do it. It's almost basically a melee attack with a okay. surprise bonus. Approaching it doesn't seem to detect you. So my intent is going to be to throw the loop over some branches and immediately start taking off running with the other end of the rope uh, back to the gym room. And then basically gently lay it on branches or you know toss it. And then like basically me running into the other room would be what makes it taut and would catch is my intent. I get your intent. It's going to take some time. You first got to get the rope around the damn thing. Roll the hit. You need a 13 or better. Uh, yep, that was a one. Somehow you alert it to your cool. presence. <laughs> and takes the form of its wooden form turns to metal. Oh, great. Glad and, I can make it back for this, guys. And it shoots a black blast of energy at you. It goes in a cone shape. <laughs> Jesus, this rolling bad. 11. Whew, that's a miss. Cree. I'm going to move opposite from Lumen, take a peek into the room. You see just what I was describing? We are on to another initiative. Toth, bring fire. So, metal. So I come back to Lumen and change the metal. It changed the metal? I can't see There's that. There's a metal so. creature in the room. I never, I never saw it. It changed the metal when it detected Faradel presence somehow because you rolled a one one. i got tossed with the lead initiative i was thinking we could drag it back to the pool but you missed with the rope and then it knew you were there toth what would you like to do i'm gonna come in come in and hit the dumb thing i suppose how do you want to play with the two attacks per round is it one and then one at the end oh no oh no it's two you make two attacks uh so that is a grand total of 17 and 21 for the attack rolls yeah roll damage the 21 hits, the 17 doesn't. Right, okay, so I just get the one hit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's had a little five damage, so nothing massive. Pwang! Lumen. Now that Toss here, I'm ready to start kicking some ass. <laughs> I'll swing around, and I'm going to do some, like, I got my uh, quarter staff, and I'm going to try to wedge it in at one of the joints. And I got a 21. Find uh, a joint. Just trying to wedge it in or try to, like, push it off balance a little bit. A total of five for damage. You damage it, still pumping along. It changes into a flesh form. It stands up five foot, all fleshy with no skin. Jeez, that's not good. This cluster of eldritch energy starts to spin above it, shoot at you. It feels like some of your blood just got thick and almost solid and was sluggish through your heart and then released for four points of damage. And this is magic, so your shell ability does not protect you. I think I might have been skipped. I was three. Go ahead. This thing is now fleshy. Yeah. I guess I'll try to get a stab in here. Nah. I'm going to move across the room into the opening. It goes 20 feet into another room identical to the one that you're in now. That one's a dead end. It's different than the others. The ruined wall structure on the floor and ceiling and the walls is relief sculptures instead and there's a striking scene across the whole room that you would have to take some time looking at and that's all that you see in this room at this time another round of initiative we've all taken our actions shitty initiative you're in melee with it so you go first toth got it and caught it in front of you in a flesh-like form not metal so shouldn't have trouble hitting this fucker so we've got two rolls grand total of uh 13 and 20 both are a hit. Roll damage twice. Okie dokie. 
So 15. Bleeding everywhere. It's got these weird gel-like organs falling out of it. Like it's a sack and it can't keep everything in. I'm assuming that it's the, the plus two for strength is for both dice. It's not as a total, is it? That is correct. Yep. They're two separate individual attacks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, next five. Try to stab its fleshy form. Okay. You guys are all crowded around the thing. Natural 20. Okay. Roll damage. Natural 20. Three. It squeeze makes it like squee, and now it's on its knees. Who's doing the coup de gras? Anyone? I'm going in. I got the. I'm just gonna go hand to the praetor right now. I'm just gonna try to just grab it right by the face, and I'll just speak, you know, in the language of the hand, and say, "Back to the depths, foul beast! You scourge of the of the universe!" But I roll a five. When you try to put two magnets together and they force off each other, that's the way it feels when you push your hand towards it and try to hit it. Okay. Put your hand on it. It's repelling it like a magnet, a reverse magnet. Cree, take this thing down. Take it down, Cree. Take it down. (laughs) I just watched that the other night. That's the best role to be in that whole three movies. The orc with the torch running into the light the bomb for Helm's Deep. Oh, that's where the coke came from. Yeah, I forgot about that. Legolas! Right? It changes into a powdery form. Ooh. And it does this explosive attack. Everyone in the room is going to be attacked. No thanks. There's four of you. First four attacks miss nothing. There's spikes flying out of this powdery form. Toth and Veradel are struck by a thin, long spine. Uh, Toth, you take one point of damage. Veradel, you take four. And there's two more attacks. One of them hits an armor class of 20, so there's four of you. Lumen. You are struck for four points of damage. So this is a physical attack, so it's only two because of your shell. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And now we roll initiative again. As this thing is starting to seems to dissolute. It's barely hanging on by a thread. Little electrical arcs are popping in between the powder. Cree, you got a six. Yeah, okay. Can you finish um, this thing off? Let's give it a try with. Uh, I'm gonna use my silver longsword. I hit Clumen's um, call, try to take his place, and uh, 16. It goes into the powdery form, it seems to have no effect. You stab it, but. Whoosh. Whoosh. Yep. Your blade passes through it like harmlessly. Toth, are you the five? Yes, I am. Fire right. away. So we have got uh, 18 and 12. Roll damage on one. Both. One hit. Magical weapons as well. So Yeah, magical weapons. Uh, no strength bonus, only magical weapon damage. Only the damage of the weapons. Uh, roll both. I'm not really sure. You get your attack bonuses, so I'm going to say they both hit. It's a powder. Cloud of powder. Uh, so nine in total. Okay. And uh, with the magic weapons passing through, it all the, the powder pop, 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 pop disappears and leaves the smell of lavender in the air. 
then the beast has, seems to have disappeared, or at least been vanquished in some form. Luma's gonna just, you know, pop toss on the shoulder and say, "Nice shot, old chap." So the room that Cree was in was very similar to the one that you're in, except it ends. It's just a dead end, and that uh, shaft is really, yeah, it's a three-foot stone column, two feet in diameter. How does the column become a shaft? Like, what's that transition like? When you're standing looking at it three feet tall, it looks like a column. You take a couple steps forward when you can see the top of it. You can see that it's actually a shaft going down. Oh, like sort of the side of a well or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's three feet high. And is there anything it, to throw down? I mean, is there any like loose stuff? No, no, there's no loose stuff in these rooms. The frescoes, the ruins are replaced by frescoes. Against the east wall is some defiant, royal, terror-looking gnome creature in an aggressive battle stance. There's other terror gnomes flanking him in robes with open books in one hand, giving the main figure at the center of the fresco a thumbs down. The north and south walls portray armies of terror gnomes marching towards the east wall. And the ceiling shows storm clouds and lightning seemingly also moving to attack the figure. That's the description of all the frescoes. Does anyone have uh, like a flame? Can we just, just sort of poke over and see how far down the shaft we can see? Most of us should have torches, shouldn't we? It goes 40 feet down into darkness, a room down below, and then after... Uh, about 10 feet the f it no it goes 40 feet down but it, it must open into a room because you see some flashes of light off and on that you see you see the light on the floor at the bottom of the of the shaft we didn't it's pass a, anything else before this did we coming up from the um the cube we didn't see any other exit points i mean there might have been some further along obviously the room behind the altar had stairs going into a cavern that you could hear a lot of water. And you, then you turn, and then you follow this direction. But yes. Well, noble gentlemen, I recommend we check out the south of the gem mm -hmm. pool and just see what our options are. I don't like the looks of this. It's another dead end. It's, a, it's similar to the room to the north. It's, uh, it's 30 by 30. The walls in the chamber are several layers deep. Otherwise, it's rather empty. What do you think, Veradell? You're a man of taste and distinction. He said that he's been uh, that he's been exposed to uh, this module before, so he's not going to be making too many of those type of decisions. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Creed? You're you're a man of taste and distinction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That just seems fair. I say we go through the stairs and check where it leads. Um, I believe it's you know, the the bath that we are looking for. So no one's liking the shaft down to where every once in a while you see a, a puff of light, a burst of orange and yellow light. Got it. Only, only lights. We, we don't hear any sounds coming from below. Uh, yeah. When the light goes, is followed by crackling sound of fire, like hitting water and moist. Yeah. And so it, so when it does that, there's a bit of steam, maybe, like it's 
some mm-hmm. moisture on the walls had just gotten heated up quickly. I wouldn't go into the mines unless I had no other choice. But the other, at the top of the stairs, north of the altar, through the secret passage there into the fountain room, is a vast cavern. Ceiling is lost. In darkness, water sliding down the cavern walls, like in sheets almost in a cascade, and it comes down and it flows across the sandy, rocky, sandy ground until it collects into a pool at the west of the room. And let me describe these machines to you, these big hulking things. Most noticeable thing is they have big, like, crane arms lifting way up into the darkness. And there's ca- you can there's some cables dropping down. One of the cables near the bottom has a man-sized little basket. Three of these cranes, three, four, and they're they're um, spread out throughout the room, sort of in the west, the east. Ah, uh, they're lined north to south, about the center of the room. Water is rolling by it, going into the pool. The cables that you find draping down out of the darkness, the cranes have them going up, running up. They're scaffolding there for the arm. Wow, what do you make of this? This looks dangerous. And the cranes have, looks like a water wheel, but it's not near the control box or where you would stand if you wanted to try to operate this thing. It's lifted above the uh, the flowing water. You can stand inside the wheel and, and like a like a hamster and two. No, there's handles, so you'd have to have one person on one side, one person on the other, one pushing, one pushing down, one pushing up, mm-hmm. then go the other way, like a reel on a fishing rod. It must have been cloud cover because you can see six hundred feet up. Well, yeah, I guess you can't see that far. You can't see the shape of everything, but you can see some daylight. Late afternoon, muted daylight. Far to the top. And now you can see, so if you can see some of the daylight, you can see that the booms, these cranes are 75 feet high. And cables come off of them and continue going up. So it looks like there's these baskets on these cables, and you can pull them, you can turn them up and down and go up and down from here. Yeah. It looks like the intent. It's a way that we could get up, basically, without having yes. to. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Continues on the other side. No, it does not. No? Oh, okay. We can't see the other side of the cavern, right? The contours follow of the cavern wall follow the contours of the pool there on the west. Mm-hmm. I'm not much for climbing, but, you know... I think up is probably a pretty good direction. I like it better than down into the crack of light, but yeah. yeah, who knows how far down we are. But the trick is, how do we do this? Well, I guess we'd have to enter into the room and start looking at these cranes a little bit. I'm thinking like the best, what's the best plan for that? You know, in terms of like... Yeah, let's check the cranes to see how we can operate them. Or they are, I mean, maybe they, they, are, they are broken, I don't know. They have been unused for a very long time, but it doesn't take much trying to move things around to see that it's perfectly functional, even though it's been neglected for many, many years. You know, Luma's pretty bright. He's going to just make a little stab at, like, moving one of the levers or, like, trying to operate this thing a little bit, trying to raise the the basket. 
are they on the same level or they are like one crane is like here the other one is upwards and all that no they're all the crane the control box and wheel of each crane is on the basalt ground covered that's covered with sand like like, like a cavern it's rocky it's got sand it's got rivulets uh, large rivulets of water running by and through there's cables going up and yep. down but there's no scaffolding Good, good, that goes upwards. I mean, no, the scaffolding to that extent is the crane. It's too, you're too far down, it's too far high to see where the cables go mm -hmm. to discern where they go from that top. But you can see by the daylight, like near the very, very top, you can see like one of those crane booms hanging over. So you but can see it's silhouetted, its arms silhouetted way, way to fuck up there. So the cranes oh, themselves okay. are down here on the yep. floor. How high up will they? Would they take somebody in one of those baskets? You don't know how you would get all the way. Right. Because it could. It does take you up. The booms. Those crane things seem seventy feet <clears throat> high. But where does it go from there? Is there anything hanging down from this great big boom that's right up towards the daylight at the top? Yes. There's a cable, but that's not within not within reach of maximum that we can see. You just don't know where the cable trails off to. You can see that the cable comes off of off of it, but there's so much distance between you and that backlit boom that you can't tell where the cable goes. It just gets lost. So maybe if we find the the one that is going to get us nearest to. The, the the cable coming down from from the ground level and let's get somebody up to the highest extent that we can take it and then see see where we are from there yeah somebody with some good climbing dexterity i would recommend mm -hmm. well it's funny enough i was thinking either Cree or varadel but um, yeah. uh, uh, these things are easily climbed by the thief class yeah no role okay. no role needed yeah, it's just, okay, it's, just, it's, just, it's just getting the arm, the boom arm, up to the right position because it's got a basket and everything on the bottom, mm -hmm. hasn't it? If we sort yeah, of get yeah, somebody in the basket, get your, bring your basket it up. up. And then along toss line of thinking, you can move the yeah, crane uh, on a base that they can turn, you know, looks mm -hmm. like they have 360 degrees of movement. So we'll choose the best option of the, um, you know, whatever crane looks most promising, right? Mm -hmm. See how close we can get to the the other boom that's hanging down and any cables and stuff. Because I know it goes like 70 feet up, but it's going to be more than 70 feet to the top, isn't it? So, it's going to yeah. be a lot more, yeah. Yeah. But if, if we can reach that, the one that's hanging, I can climb all the way up and operate the crane that's on top and lower it to where you are. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Okay, let's do it. When you climb up to the end of the the neck of the crane, there is a cable that comes from above that goes through the same sprocket. So there's two, one for one cable from the down that goes down, and that cable comes down and goes up. Mm -hmm. 
so there's a cable junction there. You can also see that the cavern gives way and starts receding to the east like it's sloped. And you're starting to see the um, the squares of the metal structure to the west. You came through at some point. You've come through uh, the basalt, and now you're in um, those crazy structures. Like those cubes are somewhere around the pool. Up high, very high. It transitions from the basalt. You are actually must be out out of it. The structures begin again. And you can see that there's also, while your eyes are getting accustomed to the gloom around this area, that there is other smaller cranes. Let's see, you can see at least one of them. And it has a basket and it goes up. Okay. If I climb, if I reach that that, uh, junction of cables and climb up, would they reach another the, another crane that's uh, that's on top? Eventually, it goes all the way up the rest of the distance. So that's like 600, 700 feet. You can Ooh. see that now there's there you now there's more cables crisscrossed. The structure of the cubes. So you've transitioned into from what, like I say a round natural gr- cave as you climb up. Mm-hmm. You're out of it, and now it's the straight, rusted structures and girders of those cubes. But the you can see the opening uh, above you. you, you mm-hmm. But you have to start climbing on the structure to reach the opening. Uh, yep, or crank some of the wheels on the cranes that are there. When you get up that high, they would cross over. Basically, you would have to have the the boom arm crane get turned uh, ninety degrees to the west and, and reach the structure, and then yeah, I can and reach you could hop the other. Up. Yeah, and from there, there I can I can operate to lower it down so they they can climb on the basket. No, you got to operate from uh, down below. You don't have any crank where where you're at. There's a crank on the crane sitting on the, the giga structure that's level with you. Okay, shout at them to kind of turn it so I can reach the the Q structure. And it has that that big metal hand crank with a bunch of spokes that hang off it, so you can. And you find that they they also they move really easy. It wouldn't even be necessary to have two people on it probably caused more of a problem than it helped but well Lumina make you know some of the adjustments based on his understanding of what Cree is talking about okay the cranes have never run finer what do you think the best play for getting us up there if we choose to do that you think we should try to do it the cube structure you can climb that again or rely on it looks like in baskets and cable winches Lumen. Would you roll for random monster encounter? Six-sided dice and a one or a two? I gotta look at some shit. Five. Okay. Okay. Nothing is flying around hungry at this time. It must not be, you know, another couple of hours. When dawn, that's when the, the midges start to float around and then the big creatures come out to hunt around dusk. And we will vanquish them just like the rest. 
So we're to bring everyone up, maybe Barry that can operate the the crane on the ground, mm-hmm. and lift off and lumen, and then he mm-hmm. can climb, and then we go the same way. We can proceed outwards in that. Let's uh, see if you track the attention of any of the flying creatures that live amongst these structures. Who wants to roll the six-sided dice of fate? One or a two. You've yeah, got the attention of a natural predator if you get. I say this for anything that doesn't change into something else. I'm happy with a that. Five. You're all able to reach the surface. You're on top of the surface and you can see the bass of Zaxard to the east maybe say six football fields away is that proper football fields or your football fields it's a hundred yards each I don't know what your football fields lengths are like the the blocks yeah yeah you've reached the surface the surface you're on the surface is there a sky yeah oh yeah yeah can we um can we avoid the the top of the cubes and just get straight to the field uh, straight to the baths even your own square looking across the hera- across the landscape and it's uneven because it's uneven and the top is natural vegetation grasslands there's crumbling ruins manicured gardens where would have been manicured gardens make up the surface as if Deposits of earth and dirt or whatever had accumulated on the top of this thing to form a ground, a surface. Gotcha. And that is generally, unless you find, that's generally the surface unless you hit higher basalt ranges of mountains and hills. So it appears that the, the structure of cubes follows the contour of the bottom. And it's built off the bottom of whatever, wherever the ground of the planet is. Did we miss the, our mark? Did we miss where we were trying to go to, you guys? So what do you say we tighten the belts and cinch up the backpacks? And what are we gonna? We got a trek ahead of us. Is that just mm-hmm. like march across mm-hmm. the ground? Yep, and it's uneven in some places. And we can so. see the direction of where there's, a, there's an obvious direction. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the silhouette of the bass to the north, uh, to the southwest. Are we in the bath side of the canal or on yes, the yes, side? you're okay. on the bath sides of the canal. You're on the right side of the canal. Concrete foundations, lines of walls, as if it was constructed as a garden park at some point. Like if you're, that's the square you're on. It looks like that. Thank you.